Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And happy Friday, everybody. We are back with another fun episode I am so happy and elated, I don't know where that came from, about today's episode because it is one dear and personal to me. We have Austin Parks Foundation joining us today, and I love the this foundation because growing up, I would always go to the different parks in Austin, and also during the music festival time, like where you would clean up the trash, and if you clean up enough, you like get a t-shirt, I think it was. You got some kind of reward, but I did it because I just love the parks and keeping them clean um but we have the ceo colin wallace here yes another colin is joining us today was it weird calling his name and thinking i'm talking to myself a little bit but you know we're here we're doing it um so if you like parks if you like foundations if you like just hanging out you are in the right place so get ready take a seat grab a snack um grab a treat <laughs> and let's get into today's episode <laughs> colin welcome to the show how are you i'm good thank you how are you good good couldn't be happier <laughs> agreed um but before we get started into all the cool stuff that you guys are doing at austin parks um i always ask the question what the term young influential means to you <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong answer, so whatever you think. <laughs> My eight-year-old daughter, Pearl, that's what young influential means to me. <laughs> you know what? That counts. That counts. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, but to rewind back to, you know, childhood, Colin, was uh, being outdoors and sustainability and stuff like that a big part of your life growing up, or how did that kind of play in your upbringing? Yeah, it was a huge part of my upbringing. So I I grew up in Houston uh, on the banks of the Buffalo Bayou, and um, there was a lot of land adjacent to the waterway where we would sort of do all sorts of things we weren't supposed to be doing, ride our bikes, you know, play when we were kids, ride dirt bikes, ride horses. So it was really fun. It was a, it was a, the outdoors played a huge part in my in my growing up, and I loved playing sports and bike racing and all sorts of things that happened outdoors. So it played a big part. And Houston has so many parks. My family's from the Houston area, so all the cool parks and stuff like the Discovery Green. Um, gosh, like so many, so many cool stuff. So I can only imagine yes. like all the cool stuff that you got into. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, did, when you went on to school, was that something that you maintained like studying in or kind of like, what was kind of your intro role into more exploring more of that realm? It wasn't actually. So I, I studied economics and marketing at UT. Um, and I actually, for years, worked in the golf business. And, you know, uh, and I sort of came to the parks and open spaces realm pretty accidentally, really. I, um, I'm a big runner and have been for a long time. And I used to run on a, at a downtown park here in Austin. And uh, a group had started up sort of a, a fundraising group to support the trail. And I got involved because I used the trail every day. And, and I was on the advisory board and I was on the regular board. And then I helped run a campaign to build a, a boardwalk. And so and then all of a sudden I was doing it for a living. It was just, it was sort of a random, uh, I came to it in a very random way. So that's so cool. And I feel like that's kind of how it always starts. It's like, Oh, like, yeah, I participated in doing this. And then it's like one thing leads to another. And then you kind of like, and you kind of land in that, which is always so interesting whenever roles like that happen. Yeah, it definitely, it's funny. I, um, like I said, I worked in the golf and sort of hospitality business for a long time. And one of the things I did as part of my role was we, at the place where I worked, we employed about a thousand people, most of which were, it was a resort with a lot of housekeepers, dishwashers, greenskeepers, people who were not making a lot of money. Um, and any sort of financial calamity could really collapse their world. And so we started this organization at our place of business called the Partners Assistance Fund, where we would every holiday season, we'd do this huge silent auction and raise back then, this was 25 years ago, we would raise about 25 or $30,000 that we would use to give our, our uh, co-workers um, low, no interest loans and f- grants when a kid broke an arm or when their car, you know, had, had a problem, we would, the money would be given to those people. And, you know, it was really super fun. And it was something that I started to really enjoy doing that it was sort of part of my job, but not really. And, you know, one thing led to another and I ended up doing that for a living. So that's so cool. That's so cool. I think that's like, that's like the coolest. That's like, that's really cool that you guys did that. And when you started over there, like kind of what was your day to day? Like, was it kind of different or was it kind of consistent every day of what you did? Um, so I, I only did that sort of a couple months of the year, but then I I decided I didn't want to work in the in the resort business anymore, and I <laughs> took a hiatus and and traveled and kind of got my thoughts together and sort of became clear that I wanted to work in the nonprofit space, and so I started at an organization here in Austin called Communities and Schools, and I was their development director, and so I was helping them raise money in a variety of ways and. My day-to-day was basically trying to figure out new ways to help this really great organization raise money, which was super challenging and super fun and never never a dull moment raising money in the nonprofit space. That's so awesome. So like what so after you kind of worked over there, like what led you to the Austin Parks Foundation? Was it like they approached you or kind of you were like, you know, or did it just kind of happen like organically over time? No, you know, again, like just so accidentally, my whole career has been <laughs> sort of a, 
a comedy of accidents, but <laughs> I always just sort of had this sort of philosophy that if I just kind of did what I was doing at the time and did it well and had a good attitude and enjoyed it, that when the time was right for the next door to open, it would sort of open itself. And now 30 years later, that's pretty much happened every time I've made a career move. And so I was actually working, uh, I was working for a, a very well-known nonprofit organization uh, that started out as the Lance Armstrong Foundation, but then morphed into Livestrong. And I was a big dollar fundraiser. And I basically spent most of my time either in New York or San Francisco or a couple of other key cities where we had big donors. And um, I really loved Austin and I was spending less and less time here. And so in, in, knowing that I was going to be traveling and on the road a lot for work, I decided to just get involved in, in a local organization. And that's where I got involved with the Trail Foundation as a volunteer and then a board member and then the board chair. Um, and I was actually the chair of the board when this opportunity came up. And I I was looking, I had been at Livestrong for about eight and a half or nine years and I was ready to do something else and frankly, do something that was more uh, kind of hyper-local, something that was more related to kind of day-to-day Austin. And this came across my radar and I was like, oh, this seems like a perfect fit. Like I love parks. I love the outdoors, <laughs> you know, the Parks Foundation. This makes a lot of sense. And so they took a chance on me and 10 years later, I'm still here. So come on. <laughs> and to like rewind for those who aren't familiar, like, can you give like a quick like um, explanation of what the Austin Parks Foundation is uh, yeah. for those so who aren't too familiar? We're, we're a nonprofit. We're celebrating our 30th birthday right now. Um, that basically just makes our parks better. Um, Austin, like most cities in America, don't do a really great job of, of taking care of their parks. And so we raise private money and put people into parks to volunteer and take care of local parks. Um, We also build uh, park amenities. We do big capital projects. We help the city acquire parkland. And we do a lot of advocacy to help with parks related issues on a city level. So, but volunteerism is kind of the backbone of what we've always done basically putting community members into their local park to do the things that, that need to be done in your park. And I've like, as someone who like my family's from my mom's family's from Austin. So like growing up there, spending the summers at Zilker and just all the, so many ones like you guys, like I can't even picture like the city without it. Like so many cool things, like from the doggy meetups to like the movies in the park. Um, I can't remember. I feel like this was the truth, but I feel like you guys even did like, Christmas thingies in the park. I yeah, feel like I remember growing up. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute, but I feel like, I feel like especially during the pandemic when we all kind of had to move everything outside, you guys probably saw a little bit more people utilize those park spaces more and kind of really take that ownership of like this is our parks, like these are now our living rooms, our like toy rooms. We got to really start taking care of it. Yeah, I think the pandemic certainly reminded people how important parks are parks and open spaces are because you know for a few minutes there they were they were really the only places where you could feel safe um and so we saw a huge uptick in people using parks and open spaces and trails and you know typically when when usage uh, increases 
kind of awareness of need increases as well. So it was definitely a great moment to remind people like, oh, it turns out these parks and open spaces are, they're important. They're important to me and they're important to a lot of other people as well. So um, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting time. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And like one of my favorite partnerships that you guys have are... Um, is the one that you guys do with the ACL, um, which is really cool. And I always love going, I didn't get to go this year, but I always love going by your guys' booth um, and um, at ACL and like seeing all the different ways to like volunteer. And I remember, I think it was 2019, the cool thing where it's like, oh, if you help pick up trash or do this, like whatever, you guys do so many cool like uh, things during that whole two weeks, but like kind of how did that partnership with Austin City Limits come about? Like, was that something where they approached you all? They did. And it was before my time, but basically in the mid 2000s, um, ACL had sort of gotten its footing underneath it. And there were a couple of years, you know, I think the first year of ACL, it was right around Labor Day. Um, And as you know, being from Austin, Labor Day is like in the middle of summer here. So it's really (laughs) hot. Um, and, And every year they would push it back a little further in hopes of maybe catching the front end of some cool weather. Um, and so one of the early, a couple of the early years of ACL, um, Zilker, like most parks in Austin, it's not irrigated. There was no grass in the park. It's basically all dirt. Um, and there had been a couple of really dry years. And there was a, there was a year there at ACL where there was just this dust cloud that sort of hung over the festival because it was so hot and dry and the park was just dusty. And so the, the presenters of the festival approached the city and said, how can we get some grass in this park? Like we'll pay for it if we can figure out how to do it. <laughs> and they approached us and said, um, you know, this is what we want to do. Would y'all be interested in partnering with this? And we did. Um, and I don't know, 18, 17 or 18 years later, we're still going strong. And, you know, that partnership has been amazing for us, for them, for the, for the entire city. So essentially a percentage of all the ticket sales go back into a fund that gets redistributed all around the city into parks. And last year uh, that fund was almost, was right around $7 million. This year we're anticipating it's going to be pretty close to eight. And so you know, dollars from uh, tickets purchased for the festival go directly back into parks. 
all over Austin through the Austin Parks Foundation. So it's been an incredible partnership. As you alluded to earlier, we also run several of the volunteer programs at the festival, Rock and Recycle, which you mentioned um, every year, about 4,000 participants uh, go out and get a trash bag full of beer cans and bring them back for a free t-shirt. We also run the composting program for the festival um, and man all of the the sort of water stations there so that people don't have to buy single-use water bottles um, and that there's uh, plentiful access to clean, cold drinking water. Um, so it's been a, it's been a great partnership. It's a ton of fun. As you mentioned, it just happened here a couple of weeks ago. It was another, another great year, another hot year, um, but another successful ACL. So we're, we're all exhausted, but <laughs> I excited about, uh, announcing next spring, the proceeds from the festival, as well as the lineup for, uh, for next fall. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. And that's like one of the things that I always loved about it. Like every every year going, it's like it w- didn't seem like it was just like people were like, oh, I just want to be here for the show, whatever. I don't really care about like the other stuff that's going on. But I remember just like whenever I would go do like uh, do the rock and recycle and all the different things that the people genuinely care about the park and they want to see it do well. It didn't feel like people were just there to get the free T-shirt and like go or whatever, but people genuinely wanted to care. And I, that's what I loved about it. Cause it was just like something so simple and so small that kind of brought everybody together and felt like we were just like doing our little part where it's like, Hey, we're going to be here all weekend. But like, while we're here and utilizing the space, like we want to give back and contribute to our park, not just their park, but like, this is our park and like the rest of our city and stuff. So that's what I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, Austin's a special place and people here get it and, particularly young people, um, they get it. And they're, they're certainly more tuned into it than people of my generation were. So it's really, it's refreshing to see, you know, they're the ones that are pushing the envelope on sustainability and composting and recycling and solar and electric and all these things that are going to, you know, be game changers in our world. Um, they're, they're willing to try new things and not just stick with the old, you know, stayed things that, that aren't working. And so it is, it's always refreshing to see that and see uh, how committed and engaged folks are. And I know we touched on it a little bit about different volunteer stuff, but what are some other like volunteer opportunities that people can do year round to like support the foundation and, uh, and kind of give back? Yeah. So every year on the first Saturday of March and November, uh, we have what's called It's My Park Day, and we have volunteer projects in anywhere from 100 to probably 150 or so parks. Um, and so we, we're always looking for volunteers for that. But then every month we have an open volunteer work day in a park around Austin where people can come and volunteer to do all sorts of different things. But we always have volunteers on our website at austinparks.org. Um, throughout the year that people can engage in and go out and clean up your local park or mulch trees or remove invasives, paint graffiti, all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we rely on volunteer labor and, and it's fun. It's fun to get out there and get your hands dirty, get some exercise, get some fresh air, meet, meet your neighbors. Like it's a really, it's a fun thing uh, for people to do. 
Yeah, that was always something that uh, my friends and I would do from Georgetown. We would always like sometimes like go down on weekends that we would have and uh, go volunteer. And it was always fun. It was like a cool bonding thing. It'd be like maybe three or four of us and we would go down and we would always meet like a lot of cool people, then go to like Kirby Lane or Home Slice after and just like have a make it a whole day. And it was, it was just always really cool. So even if like it was for like an hour or longer and even on the hot summer days, we would find like the big tree that was like shading, like spend a lot of time cleaning up over there being like, we're good over here, guys. And, like not, not minding that like we were in the shade. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, but for, for my last question, for those who are listening, they were like, oh, it's cool that like Austin Parks does all this, but like, I don't know what to do in my city or whatever. What um, advice do you have for those who are listening who are like, I want to take part in my local parks more? Like, what can they do like now to kind of find opportunities and stuff to yeah. kind of help back and give back to their parks? Well, I know you said you're in New York. So in New York City, there are lots of opportunities because there are great organizations that are taking great care of New York parks. And I think in most cities around the country, there are organizations like ours or similar to ours that are doing similar work that you can go out and engage with. But, you know, I, I have small kids and they're always at the playground. And one of the things I always notice is there's just trash all over the playground. No matter where you go, there's just trash. And so, I'll take my little trash grabber and just like pick up trash to clean up my kids park. Um, and usually it's pretty, you know, benign trash. It's candy wrappers and whatnot, but you know, found other things that, that aren't so benign. <laughs> it's like a great way to like clean up the space where my kids and other people's kids are playing. And so you don't have to overcomplicate it, like go out and make a difference in your local park. There's lots of ways to do it. I love that. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us so much good advice. And everybody, like, you definitely want to go to Austin and visit the various beautiful parks, like so many, so many fun ones. Um, well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for the time. It's, it's great talking to you, and I uh, hope you make it back to ACL next year. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino. Executive produced by Chris Aarons and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.